Welcome to the Heart Ventures Podcast. I'm Dee Dee Morris. And I'm Krista McNally. And we're here to remind you about the importance of prioritizing adventure, whether near or far in your day-to-day life. So whether you're a seasoned traveler or someone who enjoys their wine with the side of wanderlust, you're in the right place. Before we jump into today's episode, just a quick note that if you're craving a big adventure in your life, check out the retreats we have happening this year. Madeira, Portugal in April is sold out, but we have space for Santorini, Greece and the Scottish Highlands. If you have that nudge to immerse yourself in breathtaking landscapes, have a week off from cooking, cleaning and overall decision making, and of course, connecting with like-minded women, come with us. All the info can be found on our website or on Instagram. Can you tell I'm in a closet? Hi, Steph. Hi. Well, I mean, I can see your clothes, but I don't think it matters. Hi. Nice to see you both. Yeah, you too. Yes, you too. Have you guys met before? No. No. I'm I'm such a hermit when I'm home. Like, I don't meet anybody. I'm like fangirling big time right now. I'm. Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Ditto. I've been such. Admire, this is awesome. Both of you, what you're doing with Heart Ventures is just so cool. And I'm definitely, if you're going to Scotland again, we are. You are in October, <laughs> like this October. Yeah, we oh, just decided. This is like you just decided. This is yeah. amazing. Okay, yeah. like we're gonna send out an email today about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, please, please include me on the email. This is yeah. really cool. What a great way to start off. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's awesome (laughs) oh man so you're in cape breton right yes in cape breton in southwest marguerite there's like 15 different marguerites i still haven't deciphered them all but um we're very close to inverness if you know inverness yeah it's so beautiful my daughter she goes to school in inverness so we're only like a 10 minute drive oh that's great and did you guys just move there or did you have you lived there all, for a long time? No, we just moved like three months ago. Not even. Oh, quite wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. Our first winter here. Wow. That's amazing. Where were you before? We were only an hour away in a place called Bedeck, uh, which is the start oh, yeah. and of the Cabot Trail. Yeah. 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 Yep. So you were so. living in Cape Breton. You just moved to where you are three months ago. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay and so this is okay so I already have so many questions um but I feel like we didn't even say your name we haven't even introduced you (laughs) let's jump right in (laughs) I know like like I said I want to know all the things about what you're doing up there and then the curiosity club and all these things but uh maybe let's just go back to the basics of like if you can tell us your name uh I guess you've already said where you are maybe also just Yeah, what you're up to currently in life. It's <laughs> a great question. I know my name. My name is Steph <laughs> McNamara. Um, what am I doing? A little bit of everything, I would I would say. Uh, but uh, primarily, I, I am a photographer. And I also am a yoga teacher. And presently, right now, starting two businesses um, uh, in 2024, which is exciting. Nice. That that wasn't the plan. It was just one at first, but that that uh, as you both know, things mm-hmm. 
don't <laughs> don't usually go as planned. <laughs> so welcoming all that, uh, my husband and I are starting a business, a retreat called Molly's Reach Retreat, which right. will be here on our land here in Southwest Marguerite. And then also starting a business uh, with two of my best friends. One, I think you're familiar with both, actually, Kristen Harrington and Aaron Bulger. And that's called the Curiosity Club. So it's, uh, I guess, different kinds of adventures that I'm embarking on. Not so much traveling, but definitely, um, definitely I'd see them both as as big adventures for oh, sure. Yeah, huge. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so I, again... I want to go into detail about both of those things. Okay. Well, even, even just on a, okay, let's, be, <laughs> before we get into your new businesses, yeah. tell us a bit about your photography. Like what kind of things do you like to shoot? And are you like actively shooting now? Like, yeah. I just want to hear about your photography. Yeah. Well, that's, an, which I consider um, another adventure and I'm sure Dee, Dee uh does as well. It's, it's yeah, constantly sure. changing and evolving. Yeah. Uh, but what I've realized in the last, I'd say, year and, and a bit, I've realized that I really love um, photographing artists. Uh, mm. That's my favorite thing to do. And that's the direction I'm really taking with my photography. Okay. Uh, so for example, just this couple of days ago, I did a, an album cover shoot with a, with a new band. Um, and I just really love holding space for artists. And I, I think that's probably because I've just kind of stepped into in the last few years, realizing that I am an artist and it took a whole lifetime to to really be able to say that and say I am an artist. Yeah. So I just feel really called to helping other artists feel safe and seen and, and heard. Um, so that's kind of the direction of my photography at the at the moment. And who knows where <laughs> where also it will shooting go. F photographing artists is super fun because they're up for anything. Like yeah, they, and it's they trust yeah. you because you're an artist, like because you're kind of on the same wavelength, they trust you a lot more than like just like somebody who's hiring you to take their family photos or something. So yeah. they just are like, Yeah, just do whatever you want. I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I trust you. And every time they say that, I'm like, I don't know if you should, but <laughs> yeah. There's there's for sure like an openness there. Yeah. And and yeah. that that um that we're all just like weirdos together just yes, like exactly creating. yeah there's no judgment I'm not judging them they're not judging me yeah it yeah. takes that wall that's so true yeah <laughs> it makes it so much fun and so then speaking of artists you mentioned the curiosity club you're pairing up with two other artists tell us more about this project or business. Yeah, the Curiosity Club was born out of um the play that I did in November called Her Beautiful Brain. Uh and really I said that it was a one woman show, but it it really wasn't. It was me predominantly up there on stage, but Kristen uh was a huge support with doing a Q&A after the play and her and Mike allowed me to be in the space of Togetherland and that was just so magical and then Aaron took care of my lights and sound. And we just realized through that experience that we didn't really have a whole lot of communication verbally. We just kind of knew what to do for each other. It was this yeah. really, just this beautiful synergy, which yeah. I feel like yeah. you two with listening yeah. to your episodes, you know what I mean? You have that together um, and that's why you can create these retreats. And that's kind of how we feel as well, that together, like we're better together. Mm -hmm. 
the more brains and hearts we have in on this. And basically, we just want to make other creatives and artists feel like how I felt. I just felt like I had stepped into my power being on stage. I hadn't been on stage in a decade. It was a part of my life. I had a very tumultuous relationship with theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really beautiful to just just feel really alive, you know, and um, just mm-hmm. realizing that perhaps we could do this for other other artists and creatives is is kind of like curate these experiences um so whether that be a show that they may be wanting to do um like right now we're working on a show for the town heroes and it's a very interesting different concept so we're we're not really sure where it will take us but um we're just excited uh and we're not even totally sure about exactly what we are and who we are we just know we have this desire kind of like with me with photography just to ha- just to help people and help artists um, and we're starting with our first program doing the artist way. I'm not sure if yes. you've heard of the mm-hmm. artist way before, but it's a really beautiful program to mm-hmm. help people tap into who they are in their own yeah. creativity. Yeah. So what does that <laughs> look like on, like on a practical level? Yeah. So really it looks like, like we've talked to a few artists so far, just like over zoom calls and just mm-hmm. seeing like what, what is a vision or a goal that they have? What, what is, um and like so far with the town heroes we're just working on an idea of doing something totally different um so really i guess it just depends on who's coming to like coming to us for like with an idea or needing help or maybe it's an artist feeling really stuck and just right. needing a different direction perhaps it's like content creation aaron is really great at um, doing social media that whole realm which can be very intimidating for some artists mm-hmm. or also just it takes the focus away from them creating their art, having to do this social media. And I feel like that's a whole other conversation we (laughs) we can have, but yeah, yeah, we're just relying on all of our different strengths uh, to try to like, even uh, Kristen, for example, she's amazing, has her own podcast and is an amazing interviewer. So does somebody need to hire her for an event or yeah. Yeah, And look so many different Mm. ways. Yeah. (laughs) And just to give people, our listeners, context, we interviewed Kristen in an earlier episode. So you can go back and listen to her talk about her space at Togetherland and her path of leaving her nine to five to become like a full time artist and curator of experiences. Like, yeah. So go check out that episode if you haven't already. Amazing. And okay, so then I think what really drew me to you uh, was was this knowing about your one woman show and kind of the story behind that Mm. and your retreat center. So can you talk about that? Yes, I would love to. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Molly's reach um, was really born out of, to be honest, to to strip it back. um, So my husband and I both love to travel. We we love adventuring. He's actually travels for work. He's traveled all over the world. Um, but we ran into an issue having our daughter, Molly. Uh, she's autistic. And we haven't been able to get her a passport. Um, and this is a legitimate oh. issue uh, because every time we've tried various different places and she gets so upset and we can never get a photo that oh. is uh, a usable photo for a passport. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a huge barrier. And to this day, we still 
<laughs> we still haven't gotten our uh, passport, but we did, we did find somebody recently that we think when he gets home, we'll be able to finally make that happen. But this just started this whole curiosity for us around how many other uh, parents and caregivers of special needs kids are experiencing the same issues around travel. And even more than the passport issue of feeling nervous to travel with their kids and, and not wanting to be received with like stares and, and just with judgment. Um, and so we started looking at places that we could take her within Canada. And we actually, we had a really hard time finding a spot that um, was like neurodivergent friendly. And when I mean neurodivergent, like autistic, ADHD, Tourette's, um, so we just kind of thought, if it doesn't exist, why don't we build it? And that's where the retreat uh, came from. The, the idea for the retreat is to have a place where these families can come, a safe place. Um, and our hope is that families will return summer after summer if they want to, kind of like um, when people go to camp year after year. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So that's we're just we're just really excited. It's going to be a slow build. Um, we're starting with two cabins this spring and we're just going to keep on moving every year um, with things like a, a sensory barn is our, what I'm most excited about because it'll be, have a big art space and yoga mm -hmm. space and space for people just to congregate. So um, yeah, that's, that's the idea behind uh, Molly's reach. And that'll be our adventure from now until, <laughs> until forever <laughs> yeah forever. We, we, um, yeah our we're we're really excited to just we we've both been so nomadic in our lives so this is the first time where we really feel like okay we're here and this is something we can do well into our 60s 70s so nice. yeah that's amazing <laughs> I just have to tell you like the physical reaction I have like hearing you explain it like that, I got complete goosebumps. And then I felt like the tears come oh. to my eyes. So like, I just, yeah, that is so amazing and such a beautiful why. And yeah, good for you. Thank you. No, we're, we're really excited. And, and we see the retreat going beyond with, um, you know, kind of how you both are creating these experiences for people to, to really just to, to let go we hope that artists will come you know and do like artist residencies here like in the winter we we imagine being slower in the winter mm -hmm. so if people just want to come and 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 hang out we honestly just want it to be like a place for misfits misfits just just to find themselves um we lived in Yellowknife uh before the pandemic um which was the most amazing experience and we just saw this real cohesion with like artists and in this tiny community and we just want to recreate that here at molly's reach and and marguerite is is very much an interesting place um with lots of different people homesteaders and creatives so we feel yeah. lucky to be here it was meant to be yeah that sounds amazing <laughs> and is is this property the reason you left bedeck yeah, so we actually thought we were supposed to be buying the property in Bedeck, and then last minute the owners um, just decided not to sell, which we got. It, it was a family property. It just there was a lot of emotion to it, um, and then the first property that we looked on online after hearing that what was this property that we now landed at. So um, it was definitely definitely meant to be. Um, and the people that we bought the property from are good friends of ours. They were just here. Um, one, Tom Ryan is his name. He's an author, an amazing fella. He actually had an idea to have like a writer's retreat here. Mm -hmm. So 
that was kind of already in his head. So we're just going to keep building upon that. And the land was always used for Kaylee's, like the farmhouse that we're in um, oh, cool. for like the last 100 years has always been a gathering space for the community. Um, oh. So that's that feels really, really amazing. And we're just going to bring that bring that energy forth, continue it. Yeah. For people who don't know the term Kaylee. Do you want to tell people what that is? <laughs> yeah. Kaylee's are awesome. If you come to Cape Breton, definitely attend a Kaylee. There's lots more in the summer, but basically step dancing, square dancing, fiddle music. Um, yeah, it's a whole Celtic tradition uh, here. Yeah. And Celtic yeah. Colors is, is, is amazing every fall yeah. in October. Lots it's of a way to get the community to come together, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Sort of like kitchen parties. <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little more robust maybe I don't know <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> often kitchen parties turn into Kaylee's for sure yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious because you've alluded that you and your partner have had a lot of adventures and travel before having a kid uh, so let's rewind quite a mm -hmm. bit and I'm curious to know like what are some of your early childhood memories of adventure yeah, well, that's really funny because that you asked that because it's kind of come full circle for me because I grew up uh, in Amherst, Nova Scotia, but my parents were also teachers like yours, Krista. And in the summers, yeah, yeah we used to come to Bedeck in Cape Breton oh. to get to our cottage. Yeah. And I was so lucky to experience summers there in Cape Breton running around in the woods and probably my earliest memory is building a tree house with my dad um, that's still standing today. I mean, I didn't do a whole lot. He did the, he did the majority of the work, but um, it's a full circle moment because I used to do a lot of writing in, in that tree house, like for hours and hours. And, um, and now I'm finding just how much I writing is a big part of my everyday life. So yeah, the earliest adventures are in Cape Breton and now here we are again. Amazing. That's that. really cool. <laughs> Dee Dee likes to point out how it always seems that, you know, what we love doing as a kid, somehow it does still play into ourselves today. Mm -hmm. You are so right about that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that like when people, when people actually like kind of look back as, into what they liked doing as a kid, it's really when they can step back into that as an adult, it's really what ends up bringing them the most joy. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Connecting with that inner child. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's an adventure that you would say has like impacted you the most? Um, Like a, a, tra a traveling adventure? Any or, kind of adventure, really. Any, any Yeah. I would think, Honestly, I think I, I think being a mom has has been, has been <laughs> yeah, the adventure. Most moms would agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has impacted me the most, and and for a lot of reasons of what you were just saying, Dee Dee, about connecting with your inner child, and and mm -hmm. honestly, being Molly's mom um, has really just exploded in in me this need to get out a lot of creativity. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I really lost myself in a lot of ways with what I did artistically and creatively. Um, and then having her, she is just this, uh, she is just a 
how do I explain Molly? She's just so full of magic and creativity that mm -hmm. she just um, makes you want to, uh, you know, explore and excavate all these parts within yourself. And that's, and that's exactly what I've done. So I just thank her so much because being her mom has just ultimately allowed me to like to be my, to be myself, to be my true self, like to be the most yeah. Steph that I've ever, ever been. So mm -hmm. it's the That's greatest amazing. thing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's the greatest adventure. And also my life path has been just guided so much by, by her. Yeah. How old is she Steph? She's four. Amazing. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so she's in like pre-primary right now yeah yeah oh, she's in pre-primary awesome. <laughs> that's great is she liking it or is she kind of like what is this why do I have to go to this place no she loves it she <laughs> loves great. it she's she's very uh eccentric and very um just outgoing so she she thrives on all the people in school yeah. and getting everyone to sing with her and dance with her. Oh, and... that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so then what was the path that, and this might be like a bit of a longer question, but I heard you mention yellow knife. Mm. So I'm kind of curious, like how did you end up there slash how did you meet your husband? Mm -hmm. those, are, <laughs> those are, those are great questions. Uh, I met uh, Sean when I moved back from Alberta. I had been a school teacher in Alberta for a number of years and I'd moved back to Halifax and uh, I knew to be quite honest, I knew that Yellowknife would be the place where I could make the most money as a teacher um, yeah. uh, in Canada. So, and not that I'm not a money focused person, but uh, I just had a lot of student loans to pay off. And I, I just was like, where can I go? That would um, be really beneficial for me. And also I had um, my my godparents had lived in Yellowknife and they had told me just how amazing it was and how they felt I would just like fall in love with the place. And so I met Sean and I told him that I was about to embark on this adventure in a few months time. And I knew in my heart and soul, like, I have to go like this is meeting this brilliant, beautiful man uh, is not going to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep telling myself that. Nice. Um, and so I kind of said to him, like, you're welcome to come on the adventure. And and weirdly enough and surprisingly enough, he he said yes. And we'd only been dating like four months, I think. And we took off on a road trip uh, across Canada to Yellowknife. And I would say that we both really like started to find ourselves in Yellowknife. It's just magical i know you mentioned on a previous episode wanting to do maybe a retreat with mm -hmm. the with the northern lights and oh man if if you can do that if you two can do that like it's 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 something it in the, seeing the northern lights is such a soul enriching experience it's really yeah. hard to explain i remember on new year's eve we went down to the lake um and the northern lights were just so beautiful and there was all these fireworks and I just thought to myself, like, am I in The Bachelor right now? Like, this feels like this feels like <laughs> it feels like an experience that you would pay thousands of dollars for, but it was just right. like magically just in your backyard. It's yeah, so um, yeah, and like, and you know, walking to school, I, I would walk in minus fifty, and that didn't even seem like, like thirty minutes. And but that's just there's a hardiness, there's a mm -hmm. there's just like a grit to people there, and the stories and the just yeah, the history. Yeah, very, 
very cool adventure. And everyone said to us, like, if you don't go now, like we, we left before Molly was born, we probably would have stayed there because mm-hmm. that's what happens to people in Yellowknife. They go for like two months, they think, and then they 20 years later, they're still there because it's so magical. But we yeah. knew we wanted to raise Molly close to our families and to the ocean. To be honest, that's the one piece like, yeah, love, love the ocean. Yeah, so when much. you grow up by the ocean, it's hard to not want to raise your kids by the ocean. I yes. Think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even grow up by the ocean, but I grew up on Lake Huron and it's okay. fairly vast. So, <laughs> and Georgian Bay, which is also <laughs> very ocean like, just not salty. <laughs> right. But now that you have that experience of, yeah, being I just like, I can't, I can't live somewhere that's landlocked, actually. Yeah. I just, uh, I get very claustrophobic. Yeah. No, and, and I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> So how long were you in Yellowknife then? Only a year. And then then we moved back uh, to Halifax. Okay. And and was that because you were pregnant? Yeah, we moved back. I think I was eight months pregnant at the at the time when we Oh wow. Yeah, when we drove back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a long time to drive at eight months. Goodness. It was. There was a few moments where I was like, would I have this? Yeah, I, I may have this baby like on the <laughs> Trans-Canada Highway because <laughs> you just Well, that would never... have been an adventure. <laughs> that, that would have been, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I know somebody who had her baby on the McDonald Bridge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't wow. that crazy? That is. <laughs> The McDonald Bridge for or for those who aren't in the Halifax area, it connects Halifax to Dartmouth. Yeah. So I'm guessing she was en route to the yes, hospital. Yes, she was en route to the hospital and did not make it. Wow, <laughs> wow. And then just going back to the Northern Lights, was that an everyday occurrence up there, or did you have to be deliberate and go to the lake to see them? No, that's the beautiful. It that's an everyday occurrence. Like that's oh. um, yeah, just just taking your garbage out and seeing that's seeing crazy. The Northern Lights. no way <laughs> yeah okay, or, or you know go going there. home from school um because the dark like the winter months are quite dark but you can yeah. like walking home to the northern lights yeah yeah and and then Amazing. the other beauty is like of summer because summertime there is basically all sunlight so mm-hmm. people are um or, like sorry daylight almost 24 hours so Mm -hmm. you could be like four in the morning and it's beautiful out and people are just kayaking and and the houseboat community is really amazing there like I'm thinking DD for you with photos I don't know if you've ever looked at yeah it's um eclectic houseboats like just a really funky yeah Yeah. yep So uh, I know you said you've listened to a couple of episodes of our podcast, so you'll know that I like to talk about the show notes (laughs) and give people uh, visuals. So if you have photos of the Northern Lights and your time in Yellowknife, like love to have those and and show people what that was like for you. Yeah, for sure. I will try. I lost my computer that has a couple, but I think I might, I think I might have some that I could yeah send you. <laughs> okay, great. Uh so okay, tell us more about other travel experiences that you've had that have impacted you. Yeah. Um probably one of the like biggest 
travel experiences that I had that impacted me was, was right out of like, was when I was in grade 12, when I was 18, I got the chance to go to Italy um, for this month long excursion to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the Italian campaign. Um, and so I got to travel um, kind of like a journal, like a journalist in training with all the okay. veterans. And it was the most beautiful adventure getting to witness all of these Italian people thank these veterans who most of them hadn't been back um, to mm -hmm. Italy uh, since since the war, since the Second World War. So it was a really emotional trip. And I got to write some really amazing stories just sitting on the bus talking to these veterans. I'll just never... I'll never forget it. It was just one of those trips that just, just, it just really impacted, um, really impacted me. And that's what led me down the road of, I actually went to do journalism at, at uh, oh. Carleton in Ottawa at first, but I didn't last very long. <laughs> mm -hmm. I realized I needed to be like closer to home and went back to Dal um, and took theater. But yeah, that, that trip to Italy was just, it was just really special. How yeah. on earth did that come about? Yeah, I think I, I, I just, I don't know if my guidance counselor in high school, maybe that was it said, Steph, maybe you should apply for this, like, and, and That's go so for interesting. it. Yeah, it it was, <laughs> a really, yeah, it was a, really different and, and very neat, but I haven't been back to Italy uh, since, but I would, I would love to go. That's yeah. That's amazing. Where in Italy was that? It was, we were in Sicily and mm. then mostly in Sicily, but then we would travel around to like Ortona and actually Ortona was where my grandfather um, had taken a hill and won this medal of bravery, but I never got to, I got to be on the hill that he took over, but I never, he passed away um, when I was only 12. So I never got to talk to him about any of these experiences, but that in itself was very emotional because I had the medal um that he had received with me like when I went there so it was yeah um just oh yeah always had that with me for sure that's really cool is your <laughs> grandfather still alive no no he passed away before I even went oh, okay. um and it was really interesting because he never he never spoke about his time in the war at all and um mom had said that and then when I was on this trip I learned that most of the veterans when we were on the bus that was the first time they were opening up to yeah. to their families because they got to bring two family members with them and okay. that was the first time some of their wives or their kids had ever even heard um yeah, yeah some stories yeah, my grandfathers never spoke about the war either they the only time my yeah. grandpa ever spoke about it and I don't know how this was brought up but we were talking about work ethic or something and he always laughed because he was like I I never wanted to work I always tried to find ways out of it and he said in the war because he was in a prison camp and he's wow. like, in the war, I, I used to hide in the walls so that I wouldn't have to go out to the fields to work. Wow. <laughs> and he would laugh about it. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So, yeah. um, <laughs> just like mind blowing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Big time. But yeah, that sounds like an amazing trip. Yeah, I, I would love to go back. I have other places first and foremost that I would love to go back to first, but or that I'd love to go to for the first time, I meant. Yeah, <laughs> it's the thing that I find the hardest about travel is that I always want to go back to the place that I've been. And but then I also really want to see new places. And so it's like, 
crap, how do I do all of this all the time? <laughs> what are the places on your list, Steph, that you want to go? My number one place that I want to go to is Ireland. I just oh, yeah. absolutely adore anything about Ireland, Irish movies. I'm always watching Irish movies. My husband is Irish um, and he spent a year in Ireland, but I would love for my mom and I to to go because she's the same. She's always reading books about Ireland. Oh, and that's amazing. Yeah. Like, you watch yes, the Dairy I love Girls? You. Yes. Isn't it so funny? Show. I oh, love God. that show. Like anything yeah. to do with Irish culture. And then the other place that I really want to go to is Sweden. I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with Sweden. I photographed yeah. a wedding this uh, summer where the groom was from yeah. Sweden and all of uh, the family and all of his family and they were just like dressed so beautifully and I'm always watching Swedish television shows like right now Love is Blind Sweden is like the best yes. show ever <laughs> Chris is such a Love is Blind fan <laughs> I cannot wait till Friday when the new set of episodes come out <laughs> me too I That's just, hilarious. I'm obsessed. I love listening to the language. Uh, so those are, I'd say those are the top two places that I, um, but also Scotland, like I said in the beginning, um, the photos from that retreat, man, oh man. Oh, so man. maybe I'll just like go with you to Scotland and then keep going to Ireland or something. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Could that's do that. a great, because they're really close. So you might. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> just get your mom's <laughs> just hop on over. Yeah. Hop on over. Yeah. <laughs> and and actually, Didi, maybe just tell Steph slash any listeners who might be interested, this Scotland retreat is going to be a bit different than our last one. Yeah, it's going to be more hiking focused, actually, than creativity focused. But I always have like, we always do photography stuff in every retreat. Um, and awesome. that will be the same in Scotland. So there'll be photography stuff mixed in there, but more in like a hiking kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And we're we're going back to the, yeah, same, to the same retreat space because yeah. it was mind blowing. Yeah. And it's very close to um this place called Toradin, which has amazing hiking. It's like the Monroe's the Monroe Mountains, I think it's called are okay. in Toradin. And so we're gonna be doing some hikes through Toradin and we'll also do another day on Isle of Skye. And some hikes around Applecross. I'm sold as long as my husband is not working in yeah, his well, home because he's crossed. Home. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm coming. So, what does your husband do for work? Yeah, yeah. He he's uh, he works on an oil rig, and oh, he nice. um yeah he he has just traveled. Right now he's in Egypt, but he what? That's so yeah. cool. And two months ago he was in New Orleans, and oh, it's just like rad. he. Yeah, he's he's traveled everywhere. His yeah. Does he actually get to see the place or does is he just like on a rig working? No, he he definitely gets to see the places. I think oh, now with great. Molly, he um tends to come home felt like he comes home faster, yeah. which yeah, I appreciate because we yeah, we yeah, miss him. And be <laughs> but before family life, definitely like if he was in Morocco, he would definitely tra like travel around. Or yeah, um, he ended up living in Costa Rica just because he just loved it. So he ended up living there for a while. So he's had a pretty that is cool. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating this life. Does he have a consistent schedule, like three weeks on, three weeks off, or is it random? Yep. Four weeks on, four weeks off. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious your opinion. I've heard this from other couples who are in 
a schedule like this that it can be hard to adjust when the person gets back home because you know you're in your own rhythm with Molly and then there's like an adjustment period and yeah I'm wondering is that true for you yeah definitely I think he he would say that as as well I think the biggest thing is he works so hard uh like 12, 14 hour days. And then he gets home and he just wants to do all the things and now do everything with the land. And I'm, I'm constantly saying to him, like, you need to take a few moments to, to breathe. Um, but it can be a little bit of adjustment, but mostly like Sean, he's just an amazing father. He, he jumps right in. And it's also, it's really beautiful for us because that's when I can start to book um, if I'm teaching a yoga Nidra workshop or something, yeah. or if I have fo- uh, photography sessions, I can go do that stuff. So um, it, it's kind of worked out really beautifully for us. And yeah. now we have um, such big dreams with the land that we're on. So last time he was home, it was starting to just chainsaw uh, and our property line just to see exactly what we own. And and now when he's home this time in a week's time, it'll be starting to clear more land. So we um, it, it's kind of neat that way that we when he is home, we really get to spend a lot of time together as a family. And I would argue sometimes even more quality time because he because it's just he's, he's here not working. The, yeah. 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 Now on the other flip hand flip side of that, it, it can be hard because, you know, as you both know, like life happens and big things happen. Uh, and sometimes that's really hard to navigate when he's on a ship and uh, there's no reception sometimes. And mm, yeah, um, that would be so hard. Yeah. Or, you know, you can't really things that are uh, like hardships that you're having, even as a couple, it's, it's a pretty dangerous job that he has. So it's like, sometimes you could have had an argument about something before he left and you don't even get to talk about it until, oh, or, or like to kind of like figure things out. That argument yeah. for later. <laughs> yeah. We'll or just in a month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it can also be good to diffuse things too, I suppose. It, yeah. It's just a, it's a really, it's a, it, yeah, it's a really interesting way of living. Not very conventional, I, I suppose, mm-hmm. but it really, it, very much works for works for us yeah that's great yeah so how do you guys um invite adventure into your day-to-day life oh I love I love that question um I think becoming an entrepreneur um has really allowed for more adventure uh I was thinking about that this morning like I dropped Molly off at school and I just took our dog Gunner to the beach and that's how we start most of our days and I realize how lucky we are uh, or I am to to do that and then do work for a little bit and then I'm outside and I'm stacking wood and feeding the chickens which is you know adventure to me um and maybe taking like a little brain break or nature break and just walking around the property but then getting back into uh, getting back into work. Um, so I think, I think I'm always thinking about like little mini adventures within the day to help sustain me and to help fulfill me. And that I think makes me better at what I, what I do. Um, and keeps those like, like the passages going of creativity. Um, I think if I was stagnant in one place all the time, all day long, I wouldn't be able to, um, have the ideas that I get, for example, and also yeah. just mothering Molly is definitely adventure every day. <laughs> the little little games that we play, and yeah. it takes a lot of creativity um, to be a parent. I think, and then I think to be a special needs parent even more so um, because you're 
constantly trying to uh, think of different ways to uh, approach parenting yeah. uh, to avoid sometimes major meltdowns and yeah. things like that. So I yeah. actually really, can I just expound upon that point? Because yes. I love, I love that you brought this up as a description of creativity. Cause I think a lot of people, when they hear the word creativity, they think painting, drawing, um, building something, but like always with your hands. Mm -hmm. And I think we just like use creativity so much in our day-to-day -day life in problem solving and thinking through issues and debating and <laughs> like having conversation yes. and in relationships and how we relate to people. And like, it is just so much a part of our lives. And so when people are always like, oh, I'm not creative, I'm just like, it's just not true. Like you have, to, you're a person. So you're creative. If you're like, <laughs> like you yes. are a human being, therefore you are creative. And yeah, I, I just like, I think like, it's just so important for people to see that and, and embrace that there are so many different ways to be creative and it isn't always with your hands. And in a lot of cases, it's, it's honestly like being a creative person is honestly probably less about your hands than it is about your brain and how you think yes. through things. Like, yes, <laughs> everything you just said, Didi, like I have goosebumps um, um, because <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly, like with my soul, with all of that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just, and I, it always brings me back to, so the last time we went to Scotland, there was a lady there who came and I had written her and well, she had written me and said, it's always like, it's on my bucket list to go on one of your retreats. And I was like, well, actually I was going to write you last week. And I felt like that would be awkward, but you should come to Scotland. And she's like, but I'm not creative. And I was like, okay, you don't have to be, first of all, like your we definition had, we had... of creativity. You don't have to be that definition of creativity, but I know you and I know that you're a creative person. And so she came and mm -hmm. the first workshop we did was like a painting workshop with Ellis O'Connor. Krista wants to interrupt me, so I'll let her. I just want to interrupt just to give context. Yeah. So the the first Scotland retreat, it was called the Creatives Scotland Heart Venture. Yeah. I don't know, but like it, we were gearing it with that creative word. Yeah. And it's the same thing for Greece. Yeah. This is another creatives retreat we have coming up. But it's interesting how many women don't consider themselves creative yeah. okay sorry continue yeah, so the first workshop that we had she's sitting on the floor and all of this like artistry is coming out of her onto this piece yeah. of paper and all of us were just like what like what is this this is amazing <laughs> and she's like I don't know I had a dream about this and and she like painted what she had dreamt about. Like, it was just, we were all just like, oh my God, Sarah, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And just think though, like, think of how that, that ultimately changed her, her life path. You yes. Know well, mean? she's still painting. Like she got, she's still painting. She's posting it on Instagram. Like I just freaking, every time she posts something, I'm just dying. <laughs> so <Wow>. great. <laughs> That's oh, those are the stories that just make me so yeah. like so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. I think people just like they I'm... need to get out of their like mind space or their belief systems and go into a, a place where they are just like almost forced to relax and be given space to just let things come out. Yes. 
And and the word that's coming to me is play. Because yes, even if you don't create a beautiful masterpiece like this girl Sarah did, yeah. it's still just time to play. Because when was the last time you allowed yourself to just paint freely on a canvas, yeah, exactly. you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's without, amazing. Without needing, without even like needing other people to validate it. Like I had a conversation on a podcast with somebody recently where we were talking about how, um, you can you can just do it for yourself and nobody ever has to see it and then and it's fine but we live in such a like we need to share we need to get validated we need to share we need to have validation that it like actually inhibits us from just doing it right regardless of what it looks like in the end like who cares what it looks like nobody has to see it could be a piece of junk but you were creative like you got something out of you and there's something sacred about that too isn't there about keeping some things for like for yeah, yourself for yourself perhaps. yeah yeah totally yeah anyways awesome. that was a that was a like little tyrant there <laughs> no I love I love this conversation because adventure <laughs> and creativity well that's what you're ultimately doing with the retreats too but they yeah. they go they go hand in hand but they also yeah. just like are a part of our everyday lives yeah yes yeah yeah I think that's what we like ultimately just want to allow people to see on these retreats really is that when you give yourself space and time to see what can happen, it's amazing what can happen. And I think that the pandemic really, for some people, I know for myself, really, uh, those questions came up of like, because I had a little more time to really think about what do I want to do? And that's when I delved into photography more, because Mm -hmm. I did have the time and space to think. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah. And I've, I've heard other stories like that from people and, and because we, we live in such a rat race all the time, yeah. but at least I think that was, there's definitely some positives that came from it, but that yeah. for me, for sure was a chance to really look at like, what's, what's important to me and what, what makes me tick and what am I passionate about? Yeah. Yeah. And so with all that, do you think you'll ever go back to teaching? No. <laughs> no, um, but I but I have I have so much respect for for teachers. And I think that on this topic of creativity and adventure, that they are like the heroes of, yeah. of you know, creating such beautiful spaces for our kiddos. I do think, though, that I'm, I'm currently in doing my master's. I just started doing my master's in um, counseling psychology to become a therapist. And I do foresee maybe. That's what I did. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. This is <laughs> wild. Yeah, the T-shirt. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. And I foresee maybe um maybe working in a school part-time, but I ultimately see the work that I was telling you about with working with artists, like through Curiosity Club and my photography, I ultimately see myself wanting to go down that road of holding space more as a therapist um with with artists because yeah, it's an it's an amazing um melding of the two. Like it's yes it actually I would say that it informs most of my work as a photographer I can see that in like in your in your work um there's a vulnerability there there's a strength Mm -hmm. there there's an openness there and yeah that's that's kind of how it's funny how life gives you these little like golden threads I call it like you know to like and I feel like I'm just starting to tie them together Mm -hmm. um and probably will continue to to do that because we're always just trying to figure it out aren't we yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah for sure do you have any other travel experiences that we 
didn't touch upon that you might want to share? Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed there was the one in particular that I I loved. I had the chance to go to Haiti, um, and uh, and also to the Dominican Republic, um, when I was in university for an extended period of time, and that was just a a beautiful trip. I I think that opened up my eyes to, um the idea of traveling with purpose or traveling with like being in, in service um, and, and really getting to see how other cultures live and, and really observe and witness and, and grow from that and then take that home, you know, like that. Um, yeah. So that, that was a really amazing trip because I was so immersed in, in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how traveling in the future um when we finally get molly's passport mm-hmm. I, I laugh but it's also been a, a strength it's also been a strenuous thing um but yeah i i'd love to keep that uh lens traveling in the, in the future of, of really mm-hmm. respecting cultures and, and really immersing myself um because i think there's just something so beautiful about really getting to to witness how other people live and exist mm-hmm. and yeah I think also when you travel with kids, it's like there's a part of that that occurs more naturally because like the people are more receptive to just coming up to children and then starting to talk to them and starting to talk to you. And then it's just it just like goes a lot quicker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. (laughs) It also happens with a dog. Yeah. <laughs> we're so Steph, just to give you context, I'm in Miami right now and we're here for about three weeks. Wow. And like our dog is allowed everywhere and it's like to take her into restaurants and is Canada the only like, it's just place so that good. doesn't allow that? I think it really dep- like I don't know. I guess Canada's super strict. Yes. Mm. With health codes. That's amazing that your dog is getting to experience Miami fully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full, she's living the Miami life. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> you should start an account called Callie Lives the Miami Life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like have pictures of her like. It would do well. well <laughs> I, I already made a pretty great reel, I think, of her like strutting around to welcome to oh, Miami. Oh, yes, did. That was <laughs> so good. The song that I had in my head picturing her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, well, before we go into rapid fire, there is a question. I think you came up with this question, Didi, just recently. <laughs> Which one? So, uh, do you have our note open? Yeah. Yeah. Number eight. Surprise Where question. in the world would you want to have a house? Did I come up with that? I mean, I want I houses know. everywhere thought... in the world, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Where would I like to have a house? Somewhere else yeah. in the world? Yeah. Definitely Ireland. One. Yeah. <laughs> no question. You're so funny, and you haven't been. Yeah, I know. I, love I it. know, but I just know that that's that's where it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little tiny house. Oh, that's cute. Uh. You should follow um, cheap houses. UK or EU or something. I follow all these like accounts online that are cheap houses and then the different country. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to do that. But I see every once in a while there's some in Ireland. They're usually in like the middle of absolutely nowhere. Okay. But, um, you know, whatever. 
It's your second home. It doesn't matter, right? Exactly. <laughs> and that reminds me of like when we were in Scotland, just driving along in the van all together. Everyone was like, I'd live in that house. Yeah. I'd live in that, you know, like yeah. you just see these tiny white houses, like exactly what you would picture of like a Scottish countryside. Yeah. And everyone was planning their their life there. I That's seriously. Good. Where would was... you guys have your homes, your second home? Did you already answer this before? Where would you have a second home in the world? I want to know where you'd go. <laughs> Every, everywhere <laughs> I, I i would have go ahead go Krista. ahead there you go i would have a mountain hut in nepal and then i would have uh a house on isle of sky and Ooh. i would have a house in italy and a house in portugal <laughs> and yeah. oh, everywhere yeah <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> love it yeah <laughs> but I seriously just before like this is how bad I am just before we got on this call I was on real estate listings for Scotland wow I check Ooh. every like few weeks I go on and I look for houses <laughs> you just never know a Scottish really it's home. really more about that I really like to look inside of people's houses <laughs> <laughs> that's also super fun really fun <laughs> <laughs> uh if I would be allowed to choose three uh, my practical, well, not practical, my mountain house would be in Banff. Mm. Uh, my Europe home would be somewhere in Italy. And mm. then my hot winter home would be probably Costa Rica or somewhere central South America. Cause yeah, I want to skip winters. Mm. Love it. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or if I have a winter, I want to go to like Banff and have snow. Mm-hmm. but I we guess where you are you have lots of snow in Cape Breton right oh my goodness yes like I just got snowshoes and I'm gonna get cross-country skis because I'm like I gotta embrace this winter yes yeah beauty that's here yeah 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 <laughs> okay um, do you want me to do the the rapid fires yeah go ahead okay fiction or non-fiction Ooh, both <laughs> I want to answer, answer both for every single one of these questions. One <laughs> <laughs> morning bird or night owl? Morning bird. How do you start your day? Writing. Mm, nice. TV show recommendation. Oh, I already did Love is Blind Sweden. So Bonus Family, which is also a Swedish show, but really, oh. really good on Netflix. I've never heard of this. So um, good. I feel most alive when? When I'm next to the ocean. Okay. Do you prefer hot or cold vacations? Or like, like really hot or like, you know, off season kind of? Hmm. Between season. I guess it depends where I am in my life, but let's say I'm going to say right now, present moment, hot vacation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> everyone in Canada is feeling that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finish the phrase. Adventures are important to me because. They open up my soul. Nice. I love that answer. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's it for us, isn't it? Yeah, that Yay. was great. Uh, thank you so much for, it was so nice just to hang out with you both for an yeah, hour. <laughs> you too. It was nice to meet you. Yes. Yeah. We'll meet in person. Still not quite in someday. person, but that'll happen someday. <laughs> it will. 
It will. I'm, actually, I'm so serious about Scotland. So I'll be. Yes. Okay, cool. I'll send you, I'll send you the information. Okay. That'd be great. Awesome. And also Steph, maybe just to end off, you can tell people where to find you on social media or if they want more info about anything you spoke about. Yes, that's great. Um, you can find me at curiosityclubcreative.com and then also on Instagram at Steph McNamara Photography and also at Molly's Reach Retreat on Instagram. And we'll have links to all those in the show notes. So go check out everything that Steph is up to because it's all amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, follow along with her journey because 2024 is a big year. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so exciting thank you yeah. so much have a good rest of your trip thank and... you <laughs> yeah nice congrats with week. everything this is yeah a, yeah a big year for you for sure yes yeah just gonna just just take it all in stride and see what happens yeah <laughs> but thank Sounds you like hopefully they'll come to cape breton sometime come to come here when we're like that would be amazing little yes. mini retreat here yeah it's a good idea <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for all the work that you two are doing it's a tr- it's like truly inspiring like oh thank you yeah thanks. you know there's that whole saying what is it like not all heroes wear capes um and that i think what you're doing for, no but what you're doing for women is is oh it's just so necessary like what oh, you said Didi, about so just nice like giving them space yeah no it's yeah. it's like soul work that you're doing so mm-hmm. Keep on trucking. <laughs> I don't know why you I said will. that. But... <laughs> wow. I feel like I needed to hear that today. Thank you. Oh, I've never awesome. said that before, but yeah. <laughs> we'll keep on trucking. <laughs> Maybe that will be the title of the episode. <laughs> keep on trucking. <laughs> All right. Oh, Thanks so much, Steph. Yes, Have a good day. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us today. Just so you know, subscribing to our podcast is like joining us on a journey, ensuring that you never miss a story. It's free and it's easy to do. So do it now. Keep exploring, keep creating, and most importantly, keep believing in the power of adventure. Bye. Bye.